With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to episode JC Bodin of the Cosper Pointcast. I'm your co-host Trevor Shackles, joined as always by my fellow co-host Colin Cudmore. For today, we wanted to do something a bit different since there's obviously not much to talk about in the hockey world. Uh, so yeah, Colin, do you just want to give the listeners a quick rundown of what's going on today and where that inspiration comes from? Sure. Well, welcome everyone to the first ever Alfie Cup. Maybe we'll do this next year. I don't know. See how this goes. But <laughs> this is essentially just um, a fun thing that, that uh, Trevor and I saw on The Athletic. Shout out to the people there. Uh, I believe it, it's Harmon Dial. Uh, Thomas Drantz and Don Wushishin with the math on there, who had this idea where they took the best Vancouver Canucks players uh, since the 2005-2006 season, so in the salary cap era, and they did a, a two-person draft. So Harman and Thomas Drantz, they, they they had a draft where they would pick the best season of each player, and they would build a team, and then they would simulate it in like a best-of-seven type format and see who comes out on top as the champion. So Trevor and I, yesterday, we got together... And we did a draft of our own, and uh, we posted these on Twitter, and uh, you had your comments on what you think our rosters look like. If you want to go see those uh, before this episode, as a recommendation, I go to our Twitter account, at cppointcast. It should be right there at the top, um, and uh, you will see our teams, as, as, and you can follow along with this episode, see how it goes. I'm sure we'll post the results there afterwards as well, so be sure to follow us there. But that's essentially the gist of this, is we got our rosters. Uh, we'll talk about a draft in just a second, how it went. And then uh, I spent the afternoon just kind of in, in uh, Google Sheets, just making a simulation tool. And yeah, we'll kind of go through that and we'll see how uh, badly I can beat Trevor this time. <laughs> a lot of trash talk going on uh, on your end, Colin. But um, yeah, so just just a couple quick other other notes um, before we get, get into um, you know, our, our picks and the simulations and things like that. Um, <clears throat> so what's important to note is yeah, so we did a similar thing to the Canucks where uh, we just took Senators players since 2005. So I, I saw a few comments, um, you know, some people were curious about, okay, well, how come there's no Patrick Laleem or how come no Marion Hossa? And that's because, um, you know, they were obviously with the Senators before 05. So, um, yeah, that is one of the criteria. Uh, we didn't care about salary cap for this one just because we thought, ah, don't worry about that. That's That's too much to think about. So um salary cap doesn't matter um also it what it's kind of important for players to have more playing time so i think our results would have been a bit different if say you know we were just taking players who had the best seasons even if they were shortened so there might have been some guys who had 40 50 games in a season that were really good but they might have fallen a bit further down or might have not been taken at all um, just because their their overall value, um, at least within the simulation, wouldn't have been as high. 
so that was definitely a factor. Um, I think there was one. Oh, and also uh, we did take a few players who ended up get tra- getting traded um, in in one season. Uh, it's like I have Pajot on my team and um, I, I picked the 1920 season. But uh, yeah, obviously the the overall value was, was still going to be pretty high. Um, was there any other things we should note beforehand, Colin? Am I forgetting something? I think that's all. I'll get, I'll get into a bit more detail on how the simulations go later, but I think we should just jump right into the draft. Sure. So, uh, yeah, so Trevor was lucky and was awarded the first overall pick. We're just going back to back on, on the pick. So do you want to tell everyone who you selected, obviously, first overall? Yep. So Eric Carlson, I think that's, that's a pretty obvious, easy pick. Um, oh, and then also, uh, w- so we had to pick one season. Um, the best season yeah. that we thought for each player. So I picked the Eric Carlson's 2011-12 season, his his first Norris win. So um, yeah, pretty pretty easy pick for me at number one. Yeah, and for me, maybe this is a bit controversial, but I took Danny Heatley as my first pick, and I took his 2006-2007 season, 15-07, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to beat that in my mind at least. He had 105 points, and I'm pretty sure that was the most for in any single season for the Sens um, in the salary cap era. So um, to me, that was an easy pick, um, even though I did leave some talent on, on the board, who I think you should talk about next. Yeah, so next pick for me, I, I thought was pretty easy. Um, the man who, you know, this cup is named after, Daniel Alfredson, uh, thought that was too too obvious of a, of a pick to, to miss. So um, yeah. I don't not too much more to say. I, I picked him with his uh, 2005-2006 season. I believe that was the only year he had over 100 points, so um, that wasn't too difficult in terms of uh, choosing a season. Yeah, and for me, I was actually kind of easy after that with number four, Jason Spezza. Uh, I got two-thirds of the pizza line, so I'm happy with that. Spezza and Heatley together. I'm sure they'll uh, pot quite a few goals for me in uh, the simulation to come. So I think, it's number, I think it's pick number five where things start to get a bit... Uh, a bit a bit tougher definitely yeah yeah so i mean maybe a bit of a controversial pick um i would have gone with dominic hashik i mean i think he's the greatest goalie of all time if we were just looking at um you know performance rather than like longevity of the season because he was absolutely insane in 0506 but he only played i think like 43 games that season so i went with craig anderson instead um and I picked the 2015-16 season. And and honestly, I mean, you could have picked like four different seasons. I picked that one because he played more games that year. There were some other years where he definitely had higher save percentages, but I couldn't really justify taking him in like 12-13 when he had, you know, less games than Hashik. Otherwise, I would have just taken Hashik. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. A bit controversial, but I took Anderson at five. Yeah, I was actually a bit surprised by that too, and uh, I mean, I pounced on that right away and took another and took the second goalie of the draft in Ray or not Ray Emery. I did take <laughs> Emery later, but Dominic Hasek, the guy you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, forty-three games. I mean, it, it's it's not like 50, 60 start season, but I mean, it's still it's still a fair amount of games. I mean, you're right; he yeah. was absolutely incredible that that season. And uh, I mean, I, I actually don't think he ended up being the most valuable goalie based on what we ended up going on, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got my starting goalie, and he could steal some games, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't can't really complain with that. Um, next one, I I was pretty happy to to get this guy seventh overall. You know, as as every GM says, um, <laughs> <laughs> gonna go with Mark Stone. 
and I actually picked his rookie season because yeah, he had, he had 64 points that year. Um, I would have taken him in 18-19 if he stayed the entire year in Ottawa, but he didn't, so I felt that he was going to have more value, and it uh, looks like he did in, in his rookie season. So, uh, yeah, Mark Stone was, was an easy pick for me there. Yeah, and at number eight, I went with the second defenseman of the draft, and I, I don't know, maybe this is a bit controversial, but um, there were three def- kind of obvious defensemen sitting there on the board. There was uh, Zdeno Chara and Wade Redden and then the new guy, Thomas Shabbat. And that's what I went with was the new guy, Shabbat. Um, his 2018-19 season, 55 points in 70 games. I mean, 41 assists. Mm-hmm. The guy the guy really <laughs> brought it together that, that year. And I mean, he, he's still super young, so who knows what the future holds for him. I mean, great player. But uh, yeah, I took Shabbat as my number one defenseman. I mean, I couldn't get Carlson, so yep. um, Shabbat is my number one. I'll, I'll, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I was like somewhat surprised to see to see you take him, but honestly, you can't really go wrong there. Um, and then obviously with you taking Shabbat, I kind of had to counteract that and get an, a lefty for for myself. So I took uh, Chara there, and you know having having Chara and Carlson on that first pairing, ooh baby, I love it. Yeah, and then from there I took Wade Redden right afterwards. So I mean, it's hard to split up Chara and Redden, so going back to back just kind of felt natural there and, and we both we both also took their 0506 season uh naturally just kind of the best fit for both of them so mm-hmm. um do you want to continue on or, or should we just talk about some other notable picks how about we, we, we want to just like go through here, so. go through the lineups and then maybe there'll be some some notable picks in sure there? sure yeah do you want to go through your lineup sure um let's go let's go like back and forth so i'll, I'll go with my first line uh, all right up sure. front so I have uh, Milan Mahalik, his uh, 2011-12 season. Fun fact for people who don't know, and I can't believe this is actually true, but he was actually the last 30-goal scorer for the Senators. Uh, he was quite good that season. Uh, and then I got Kyle Terris at center, his 14-15 season. That was, uh, he had the most points for them um, in his tenure in Ottawa. And then obviously Alfredson on the right side. So I don't think... You'll go over your first line in a sec, but I don't think my first line is quite as good as yours, though. Yeah, I think I loaded up on my first line with Heatley, Spezza, and then I also got Bobby Ryan on the right side there. Um, yeah, two-thirds of the pizza line, as I mentioned, and then plus Bobby Ryan to just help him out. I mean, Bobby Ryan's quite mm-hmm. the amazing player. I took his 15-16 season. Um, that was where he had the most most uh, most games played, too, and the most points, so... Um, I think that was kind of helpful. I'll just I'll just move on to my second line. Yeah, I got I got Quark MacArthur, uh, Matt Duchesne, and Mike Hoffman. Um, just more recent players in Duchesne and Hoffman who had pretty productive seasons. I took Hoffman's sixteen seventeen season, um, Duchesne's eighteen nineteen season, which was which was cut short due to uh, due to the trade. But I mean, he he still was nearly a point per game player that that year. So um, hard to go wrong with that. And uh, yeah, Clark, Clark, Clark MacArthur as well. I mean, it's still crazy to think that he's under contract with the Sens, but uh, his 13-14 season was, uh, yeah, maybe the Sens' best free agent signing in, in, in the last decade. I, I would say so, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's definitely up there. There's not, not many other options anyway. Um, For sure. And then, yeah, second line, I have um, Brady Kachuk, his rookie season. I think he was just, like, slightly better in his rookie year, although uh, he was definitely picking it up um, in the last month or so of this current season. Um, and then I have Mika Zibanejad, his final year in Ottawa, 2015-16. Uh, he had 51 points that year. And then Mark Stone uh, on the second line. So I, I was pretty happy with how my second line turned out. Yeah, definitely a solid second line. Uh, and so just a quick discretion for my third line. 
Um, these are all older guys, and so I don't really know much about them because, I mean, <laughs> we're both kind of youngins over here. So I got Peter Schaefer, Mike Fisher, and Nick Foligno on my third line. I, I just kind of looked at them, thought they were solid. I, I remember watching Fisher and Foligno and, and liking them as players, particularly Fisher as a kid. But uh, yeah, same. Peter Schaefer, Peter Schaefer, I wouldn't be able to tell you a thing about him. He's just kind of his 0506 season that was before me. So that was really that was before you. Oh man, yeah, that, that was. was like my first year. Okay, I mean, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just we're showing our age here. I know totally. <laughs> it uh, doesn't doesn't sound the greatest, but. Um... You know, I think an interesting thing to note with your lineup is the fact that you have Hoffman and Felino on the right side. Like, I don't know, what, what was your thought process for that? Um, it was more just to kind of... Uh, part, it was partly just me playing the game and knowing that I could put people where I want them to, but also yeah. uh, also Hoffman has been playing the right side on Florida quite a bit, and I've, I've watching him there, I actually think he's been excelling there pretty well as, as a sniper. And so putting him putting him next to uh, Matt Duchesne there, I, I think could produce some good results. And Fuino as well, he, he's he's kind of played everywhere on the Columbus lineup on uh, center right wing, mm. left wing. So I needed someone to move over. So Fuino was kind of the natural fit for me. Yeah, I see. Yeah, definitely a lot deeper on the left side for Ottawa anyway. So um, yeah, true. Yeah, so for my third line, I have, um, well, because I, I had six centers. So I was so, sort of like you, I had to move a few guys around. Um, so I put Antoine Vermette on the left side. His 07-08 season, uh, he was quite good. Uh, Derek Broussard in the middle, his 16-17 season. He was kind of, that was a weird year, because I was, I would both at the same time defend him because he had some good underlying numbers, but but then also critique him. Like, like I, I don't know, I, I felt like I was in a weird situation with him that year. Um, and then on the right side, I think people forget that Alexei Kovalev was even on the Senators, but you know he was he was there for a year and a half, and he had a, a decent 2009-2010 season. Um, so, you know, I thought that was a, a decent guy to have on the third line. Yeah, I respect the pick, and I think he was actually next on my board when you picked him as well. So that was a good pickup. And so for my fourth line, we're kind of getting into um, not the scraps necessarily, but just kind of much lower tier than the guys we talked about already. And the 2018-19 season, I got three guys from there. Who cares if the Sens finished last? We had some good individual performances. So I got Ryan Dezingle, Chris Tierney, and Colin White all on my fourth line, all of their 2018-19 season. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I can't really comment much more about that. Just kind of the guys that were left needed to fill out my forward roster. And uh, yeah. You know, I feel like people are going to forget how good Dezingle actually was for you know, the, those two-thirds of a season. Like, he was, he was, I mean... I think he had almost a point per game. I don't, he wasn't that wasn't gonna last, but he was quite good. Yeah, I mean, high shooting percentage and all, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he really, uh, he really put all the all the discussion to rest about no finishing talent because he was he was potting goals that year. Yeah, totally. Um, so my fourth line, another center that I shifted to the left side, uh, Chris Kelly, his oh six oh seven season. That was probably his his peak in terms of. Um, you know, he, he was such a good bottom six center. Um, and, and he was for a few seasons after that as well, including in Boston. Um, but yeah, he was, he was quite good, good during that cup run. And next to him, another defensive defenseman, uh, sorry, defensive center, uh, JG Pajot. Um, so I have his most recent season, 2019, 20. He was just, obviously it was a career year, um, incredibly good for him. And then on the right side, I got, uh, 
Another 0506 player, uh, Brian Smolenski. So I guess he's kind of before your time, but um, you know he, he was quite good on that team as well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we also have to take two extra forwards because we're going to be dealing with some injuries later. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But I got Anthony Duclair's most recent season, and I also took Colin Greening. You know, Team Cohen got to rep Colin Green. I took Colin White too. Got to got to rep them both. So yep. they they won't be playing yet, but uh, maybe they will if, if I encounter some injuries. But uh, those are my extras. Team Cohen. Uh, yeah, and kind of staying on brand here. Uh, one of my extras is Eric Condra, 2014-15 season. You know, just kind of a defensive specialist. Um, you know, I think my my bottom six has some good defensive players in there, and then also Connor Brown. His uh, obviously. This most recent season is the only season in Ottawa. Um, yeah, those are my two extras. Cool. So we'll move on to the defensemen, but I think it's worth noting that um, excluding Eric Carlson, the right side is pretty <laughs> weak overall. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was hard. I think we didn't start choosing right shot defensemen until like at least the second half of the draft just because mm-hmm. like there, there really wasn't much value, value to be found there. And you can already see that in my first pair. So I got Shabbat, as mentioned, but on the right side, I have Tom Pricing, who, again, I can't really see anything about. Um, yeah. But it's surprising, just... though, how high is his point shares is, or are. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. And we'll talk about point shares in a bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he uh, he put up some points that year. I think it's 30-some points, 38 points. Yeah, 38 points I think he year. led the league in plus-minus as well. Crazy. I yeah. wouldn't have known that if, if you had just said that. So... <laughs> Good on him. Yeah, do you want to uh, do you want to go over your um, uh, pairings though? Oh, sure. Yeah. So Shabbat pricing. Uh, second pairing was uh, Wade Redden, who, uh, who I picked up with Brian Pottier, 0506 player. And then on my last pair, I had Philip Kuba. I remember him. I, I, I barely remember him too, actually. <laughs> but and then Joe Corvo next to him, and as my extra Andre Mazar. I was pretty old throwback defense core. <laughs> quite the throwback. I mean, at least for me. I mean some. Some of our older viewers are probably feeling kind of old right now. Sorry to all of you, but uh, I mean Shabbat anchoring all those all, all those guys, and uh, I don't know, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, so that's, that's definitely a, quite the interesting decor, um, especially that right side. But uh, yeah, we'll see how they do. Um, so my pairings, I have, I mean Char and Carlson on the first pairing. I mean, I just I was ecstatic to get that. Uh, it's a dream then, pair. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And second pairing, I had Sergei Gonchar and Dylan DeMello. Um, Gonchar, 11-12. I, I put him as 11-12. Uh, 12-13, he, he was solid as well. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I feel like people don't really remember him that much. But, you know, he was he was pretty good for them for, for those three seasons. Um, so yeah, I was happy to have him on the second pairing. And then the third pairing, I have Mark Mathot uh, with another on-brand player for me, Patrick Weirkoch. Uh you know, like Colin was saying, the right side is definitely pretty weak, so it was some slim pickings. Um, and then as my extra, I, I might put him in the lineup um, in a series and move someone to the right side, but I had him as an extra just because he was an extra lefty, and that's Chris Phillips. Um, I had him in the 06-07 season. Um, are you surprised at all that Volchenkov wasn't taken, or were you kind of like not thinking of him at all? Uh, he was on my radar. I-, I was thinking about him, but at the same time, um, uh, he was he was solid in, in his few seasons there, and yeah, I, I mean, I-, I I'll be honest, I was mostly just looking off the basic stats, like like points and and whatever. And Vol- of course, Volchenkov isn't 
was never a point yeah. producer. So um, because of the stats we're working at as well, we'll be going to point shares and stuff like that, which does which, which does account for some defense. So I don't know actually how how well Volchenko would have fared in that. But yeah, uh, um, it, it, it yeah, is kind of funny I because I remember like um, you know I, I I was definitely a fan of him when you know in 0506 and 0607 when those those two sends teams that were in, insanely good um but we don't really have enough data to look back to know like i don't even know if he was actually good or he was just one of those guys that sort of had a reputation for being a shutdown d when in reality he wasn't even that great so i i honestly can't say that much about him yeah i, I can't really say much either i i actually I, I I actually took a look at this uh, earlier today, just out of curiosity. On uh, of course, Mike McCarty, we shout him out a lot here. His his page, and it does it actually does seem like for the last couple of seasons, like his 06 or like his 07, 08 season, 08, 09 season, he was um, having some positive defensive impact. So mm. I mean, good. of course, he, he he was kind of past his prime at that point too. So I'm sure he was he was even better maybe in his mm-hmm. season before. So, but yeah, it, it, it would be pretty interesting to see what it would look like in previous data yeah um. hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Got your happy price, price line. Anyways, goalie time. I took Dominic Hasek and Ray Emery. Uh, I'm super happy with that duo. I actually got Emery fairly early too. So uh, if Hasek somehow goes down by injury, I think I'm pretty <laughs> well backed up by uh, by uh, Mr. Emery. Yeah. So the, the funny thing about how this draft works is that, uh, yeah, because I remember you took Emery pretty early. And after that, I realized... I literally don't have to take another goalie until yep. my very last pick, yep. knowing that you weren't going to take another goalie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, obviously I had Anderson as my starter. Um, and then after that, there really weren't that many goalies available. Like I was looking at, you know, maybe Ben Bishop or Leonard, but they just didn't have enough games played in a, in a season to yep. have that much of an impact. So I went for Andrew Hammond. Um, he just had that insane run in 2014-15. So, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, if Anderson does get hurt in this sim, um, hopefully he can carry the load. Yeah, I think that was the right pick, too. So, uh, yeah, so that's our rosters. Um, and we put this to Twitter yesterday to see how uh, you guys thought uh, we would fare. And Trevor ended up getting, I think, something like 75% of the votes. Something and- like that. And uh, I guess y'all really like Carlson and Alfredson, but uh, man, Heatley and Spezza. I mean, I, 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 I'm still, I'm happy with how I, I came out of this, but we'll see how it goes. So, um, I feel like I'm just gonna introduce this uh, simulation just by talking a bit about how it works. So we're gonna do a best of seven series. It can be one playoff series, best of seven, first four wins. Um, so the way I determine this is by um, uh, something called point shares. You can find it on HockeyReference.com. Um, in uh, the way that Don Bukshishin did it in for the Athletic, uh, he used his um, his own um, game score metric. But unfortunately, those stats aren't really available before 2007-2008, the ones that he uses to to make that. Um, so he kind of improvised a bit and, and just used point totals from 07-08 and some uh, points data before that. But 
Um, I, I decided to use point shares because it's really easy, easily convertible into wins. Um, it creates an, like a it, it's already baked in as like an above replacement metric. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just geeking out a bit too much here. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but um, I thought that was kind of the best way to kind of go about this. No, normally, I wouldn't advocate for using point shares for regular analysis, but it kind of just worked in this circumstance. So, um, so I generated some prob probabilities of winning after that for each team. Um, I also just uh, excluded any home ice home ice advantage because I mean we're both Ottawa teams. We'll just say that we're both playing in Ottawa, kind of a same home ice advantage. We'll say for that. Um, also, playoff rules for extra time. Overtime is possible. I have that baked in, but no shootouts allowed because screw shootouts. Um, they can, yep. uh, yeah, they can uh, just stay away. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, I will be simulating four things in total. There will be uh, the winner of each game, uh, the score of each game. We'll go over that. Uh, who scored each goal for uh, the simulation? And I also simulated some injuries. So Trevor and I will be, um, <laughs> uh, will be going through some injury troubles possibly hopefully not losing any goaltenders but uh, we'll be doing some lineup changes in the middle of everything too um yeah that's pretty much it i'm just going to be using the random function in excel a lot i have things set up pretty nicely so um are you ready let's do it all right so game one uh just to show you with you with the odds uh, for point shares it's actually really close i have i think it says a 51.8 percent chance of winning mm -hmm. um according to the point shares i think uh i, I don't know i'm happy with that but I which mean, is really surprising considering like i mean i was surprised with how lopsided the twitter poll was like i thought that'd be like close to 50 50 but yeah interesting looking at the actual odds yeah so 51.8 percent for me are you ready Ready. Three, two, one. Hey! Oh, win overtime. Oh, man. Overtime game. All right. So, this by score of four to three, Team Cudmore takes game one of the series. Gotcha there. Um, my goal scorers, we got Bobby Ryan. Got two goals from Danny Heatley, including the overtime winner, Oof. and one from Mike Fisher. So who who you got? Uh, I got Patty scored? Dubs with the first goal, Kyle Turris, and then Brady Kachuk. But uh, Heatley, two goal game, awesome in the overtime performance. But oh, like I got some injury troubles to deal with because I got Ooh. two injuries to deal with. I got Matt Duchesne, who's out for one game, and Chris Tierney out for the rest of the series. Oh Jeez. no! So um, I'm gonna go in my lineup. Uh, so Chris Tierney, he's going to go out, and Colin Greening's going to go in. So I'll do that in one second. Colin Greening, and it was Chris Tierney's out. All right, so I had to move some people around for injuries. Uh, Chris Tierney's out for the rest of the entire series. That's unfortunate for him. Must have suffered some, I don't know, some big playoff injury. I don't know. Uh, rest <laughs> of the series is out for... <laughs> And we're, this is all live commentary, by the way. We did not pre-send this. This is all... No, uh, we did not. We're totally re reacting. And Matt Shane's up for one game. So Colin Greening and... Uh, Colin Greening and... Uh, is coming in. And so is uh, Anthony Duclair on the fourth line. Uh, so we got the fourth line of Dezingle, Greening, and Duclair. 
Um, let's go back to the simulation. Let's see how things are looking. Oh, wait a sec. Uh, um, can I make a change to my D too? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Ooh, Chris Phillips is moving in. Yep. And Dylan <laughs> DeMello is moving out. Uh, and then how do I do this? Moving Gonchar to the right. Uh, good call. So you got Phillips Gonchar as your new second pair. Phillips Gonchar, yep. And then Mathot, Weirkoch, third pairing. And then, yeah, I'm good. All right, so are you ready to move on to game two? Game two, here we go. All right, Colin, Team Cudmore is up one nothing. The odds are a bit closer now. I still have the slight advantage. I have 50.9%. All right, drum roll, please. Hey! Oh, come one goal. Oh, come on. Wow, we, we got a barn burner. Both, neither of the goalies could stay, save this one. But Team Cudmore takes a commanding 2 nothing series lead off of a 6-5 regulation win, winning by one goal in each of the first two games. Do you want to go over your, your scores first? So I had Alfie. Actually, he had the first and the fifth goal. Uh, Zabanajad with the second, Broussard, and Turris with the fourth. Yeah, and I got Colin Greening coming into the lineup, scoring the <laughs> opening goal of the game. Hell yeah. Uh, Jason Spets is following that up. He also had another goal later. Uh, Danny Heatley also has uh, another one. Uh, he has his third goal of the series already. Uh, Wade Redden coming in, chipping in from a defenseman. Uh, Spets with a second. And then Brian Dezingle, the hero, scoring the sixth goal of the game as the game winner. Craig Anderson is lit up right now. Important but, thing, though. One more. Right I also below that. have... I have an injury, another injury. First is Chris Tierney, and now Jason Spezza out for the rest of the series. <laughs> That's going to be a really tough blow. All right, so Matt, Matt Deshane comes back in, fortunately, because that was only a one-game injury. But Chris Tierney and Jason Spezza are out for the rest of the series. All right, and thankfully Matt Deshane is coming right back in at the opportune time to take the first-line center spot. So my lineup has changed quite a bit now. I have Danny Heatley, Matthew Shane, and Bobby Ryan on the first line. And then MacArthur, Fisher, Hoffman on the second line. I am depleted, and I can't suffer any more injuries at forward. No, because you cannot. I'm... Or I, I, I could call someone up. I could. Yeah, um, we, I'd let you call someone up. <laughs> yeah, and I have the whole database right here ready, ready for uh, to make an addition. So, um, yeah, and Trevor's been... Uh, injury free this series so far fortunately but he's 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 been beating me up uh, the refs aren't calling things and <laughs> chara it's that, just chara it, it's just chara pumping everyone <laughs> the refs aren't calling everything get uh uh carrie frazier is, is having an awful game of, as usual and all right <laughs> are you ready for game three? Oh, game three i need this or else i'm done all right are you pasting I, it to the right oh to the right okay i got it yeah all right Gonna, all right, drum roll, please. Hey! No way! Get out of here! 50 Ugh. 50 odds, exactly. I just point that out. It was 50 50 odds, Unreal. exactly. Three Unreal. nothing series lead for Team <gasps> Cudmore. Trevor's got himself in quite the I'm hole. Salty. <laughs> in a. Hey, I call this in a 5 3 pummeling. All the right. sim is rigged. <laughs> I swear it's not rigged. <laughs> you can you can check the spreadsheet. I know. All right. Uh, uh, my my goal scores number one, Danny Heatley, all star again, fourth goal in his third game. All right. Uh, Brian Pottier chipping in, good for him. Uh, Nick Foligno, Wade Redden in back to back games, good on him. And Colin Greening, of course, 
since since he entered the lineup, two two goals in two games. It's good good it. decision, coach. All right. <laughs> and, so I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I had uh, Alfie with two more goals, so he's got four. Yeah, he's got four goals in this series, and Turris with another another one, so he's got three. Those those two are doing well, but man, Anderson is uh, is not doing me any favors. Are, are you gonna switch Anderson out? Maybe, maybe. No way. No way. I can't. All right. Good. I, yeah, that's that's a fair call. Got to even been for the big games, but also worth noting, zero injuries this game, so I am still good to go with my forward core. Oh boy. I have, hey, I, I'm just I, gonna point out, if I do come back from this, this will just be even sweeter. <laughs> oh man, this was. Uh, you, you better not. <laughs> All right, oh, um, I'm sticking with my winning lineup. Are you Are you gonna change anything? Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. I, I don't even know what changes I could even make. So, oh. yeah, yeah, I think I think you got a pretty ideal lineup going. Just yeah, uh, looks like it. You, you You need to draft better, I guess. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game four. Are you ready? This could be it right here. It could be. <sighs> Come on, make it interesting. Make it interesting for the for the listeners. Let's go here. Big embarrassment for the sweep, or it could be a comeback of a lifetime. All yes, right. comeback of a lifetime. <clears throat> All right. All right. Ready. Drum roll, please. I need a bit more of a drum roll. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's still Shut in it. Shut out. 50-50 wins again. Nice. Leaving Anderson. Looks like it was the right call. Yep. Finally, he uh, makes up for the other games, getting a sh- 3 nothing shutout. Um, different people chipping in this time. we got Brady Kachuk, Brian Smolinski, and Antoine Vermette, who I'm going to assume had the empty netter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, zero goals for me. I guess uh, Anderson just kept, uh, did a great job. Maybe my scores didn't show up. It's a virtual world, but uh, yep. I think Not you have some enough. other key news for you, Trevor. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He scored oh, okay, a goal, but... Oh, do you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian Smolinski, rest of the series. You know, bit bit of a bit of a hit, but he's on, he's on my fourth line, so I'm just going to sub him in for Connor Brown. All right, good call. But Smolinski out for the rest of the series after scoring a goal, too, so... Yep. Uh be uh maybe a bit of a tough loss there not as tough as spezza i guess um but Definitely we're not. gonna head into uh game five after trevor makes his lineup decision all right uh that should be good all right and i'm back up with the advantage it's 50.2 percent for me still could go either way wow. all right <laughs> are you ready and three two one yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Team Shackles, 3-2 in overtime. You were that close to winning the series. That close. But the Team Cumbler fans were on the edge of their seats. Oh, yeah. They were on the edge of their seats. Alex uh, Kovalev scored the first one. Broussard with the second one. But Chris Kelly, the grinder, just <laughs> could not stop. And he would not give up with this Team Shackles team, and he gets the OT winner. Yeah, and I got Danny Heatley, all-star, for fifth goal in this fifth game, good on him, and Duclair, but we came up short, our stars didn't show up in overtime, everybody was gassed, it probably went to the fifth overtime anyways. Yeah. So, um, I also have, oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I have a bit of a blow. Oh no. Don't, 
Dominic Hasek is injured for two <laughs> games, which in this case is the remainder of the series. We're in game five, so we got two games oh, left. Boy. Well, one if I win the next one, but <sighs> the injuries continue to pile up for Team Cudmore. Ray Emery, <laughs> get your ass in net. Dominic Hasek, thank you for your service. But Ray Emery, coming in when we need him most. Are you ready for game six? No pressure, Ray. I mean, you just just don't blow a 3-0 series lead and you'll be fine. All right. <laughs> and hey, this wouldn't be the first time that a Hasek injury blows a playoff series. Oh, God, don't mention it. <laughs> All right, but actually worth noting that my odds actually went up a bit with Ray, Ray Marionette, 50.6% now. Um, I, I, it looks like his value was a bit higher than, than Hasek, so uh, we'll see how this pays off. Um, are you ready? For game six. Here we go. I'm sending it. I'm sending it to a game seven on this, just so you know. All right. In three, two, one. (laughs) Game seven. Let's go. Four, three for Team Shackles. Wow. Chris Kelly, again, scored back-to-back goals uh, for the Senators. So he scored the first one. Milan Mahalik had the second and the fourth, so he had the game winner, and Mark Stone with the third. You you can't see my face right now, but I am in <laughs> total disbelief. I swear, I swear, this is not rigged. I did not pre-simulate any of these. This is a, it's a one-time simulation for each game. But Mahalik has two goals for Trevor, but I got uh, Bobby Ryan, Matt Duchesne in the first line center finally showing up, and uh, Mike Hoffman getting one, but it wasn't enough. Um, no injuries, by the way. So we're going in um, at, just as we were last game for Game Seven. <sighs> game Seven. I didn't. Th- <sighs> three. I, I You're flustered, man. <laughs> three nothing. Three nothing. <laughs> this this team, man. Oh. T- team Cudmore. Coach, get get in the room. G- give him the speech of a lifetime. Get him fired up. We we, we got the odds. The slight odds. Fifty point six percent on our side <sighs> what are you gonna do uh pre-game for your team to get them hyped well i'm not making any lineup changes but i'm getting um i don't know if you saw that that, that video for the belleville senators they got this guy in who was just super hype and hyped up the team he was going around do, do, do you know what video i'm talking about uh, like vaguely remember this but i, I don't really i can't picture it if, if 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 you're in the if you're like me and you can picture it, you you know what I'm talking about. There's, they got this super hype guy, the guy the guy that you see in the stands getting fans riled up, and he's just going out giving the pregame lineup. I don't know. Maybe I'm being lame right now, but <laughs> do whatever needs to be done. Yeah. All right, Matthew Shane, Danny Heatley, you've been quiet the last couple games. We need you back. Oh boy. All right. Well, game comes seven. down to this final game, folks. Um. You know, this is this is the biggest biggest game of our lifetime. It all comes down to a spreadsheet. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> all right, are you ready? In three, two, one. Oh! <laughs> the for the fourth time in NHL history, a team in a playoff series has come back from three nothing down. And won the series four to three. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
I created a monster. In overtime. Call him. I created any a mo- words. I created a monster. <laughs> By a score of oh three to two in overtime, Team Shackles does the unthinkable and comes back. Chris Kelly had the first goal of the game, opens things up. Team Cudmore is on their heels, but Matthew Shane quickly gets one back. But third period editors is tied, is, is close. Goalies are standing on their heads. The shots are like 50 apiece at this point. Mama McCulloch gets one for Team Shackles. But Bobby Ryan in the final minute. Bobby Ryan, bo- Bobby Ryan gets it back. But it goes to overtime. Chris Phillips takes a slap shot from the blue line. And it's not an own goal this time. But it is the series, the Alfie Cup winning goal by Chris Phillips to complete the miraculous comeback. I, I have no words. Do, do you have words, Trevor? Because I don't. Just the last person you would expect to score in overtime to win the Alfie Cup, Chris freaking Phillips. Just for that, I I reverse my former opinion about him getting his number retired. I think it is 1,000% deserved. Um, so thank you, Chris, for that. Um, and just like I said five minutes ago, it is still incredibly embarrassing um that you lost after being up three nothing <laughs> yeah i am i i i, I don't know and I, I i want to reiterate this again this is not pre-planned this is no like this is simulation. not i literally just simulated it once each this is not rigged i mean if, if if it was rigged i would have won so yeah honestly like i i thought you know after it was three nothing i thought you were gonna win in five or something um, and I was going to be kind of disappointed. Like, I wanted to go to seven games, so I'm glad it... Like, even if I had lost in seven, it would have been a lot better than losing in four or five. Well, congratulations, Trevor. Valiant effort. I think you deserve this. Injuries got the best of me, but... Uh, Definitely. Yes. Good games. Do you want, shall you take us out? Well, I just, just quickly say good game as well. Some very good picks. I know you had the higher odds, so I think that, that counts for something. So, But yes... Team Shackles has won the first ever Alfie Cup. And like Colin was saying, no, this was not rigged for either of us. Colin just set up the spreadsheet. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Honestly, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to do the draft. We did that all over the course of an afternoon and night. And then just even following this simulation along live right now. Super fun. So we hope you enjoyed that. And yeah, we're not sure what what will happen next episode. But... Potentially, this could be, you know, a yearly thing, the Alfie Cup. So don't forget that Team Shackles won and that Team Cudmore choked. Long live Big Rig. As I wrap it up, reminder that you can find the Cost Per Pointcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you really enjoy it, you can rate and review the podcast on those platforms as well. You can follow me on Twitter at ShackTS, and you can follow Colin on Twitter at CudmoreColin, and read his articles at Silver7Cents. If you want to submit a listener question for an upcoming episode, send us a message at cppointcast on Twitter, where you'll get any updates about the show. That's all for today, folks, and stay safe out there, please. Adios.